What up, what up? I'm super stoked that Kia and Sam came by from Conquer Divide to chat. Um, it's been uh, a couple weeks in the making. We finally made it happen. What's uh, up, ladies? Thank you for so much for coming by. This is super exciting. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot that you've uh, done since the release of your new single, Chemicals, um, which was a huge banger right out of the gate for you know oh, yeah. announcing more music on top of Bad Guy, on top of... Uh, and then you also did the Chemicals um acoustic uh track recently which was really cool you that's a different rendition i never expected to come out um even though that you're all in different parts of the world how do you come up with um communication to uh come up with these ideas and like put other kinds of media out there um when you're basically in different time zones like how does that usually work on a daily basis um, we have, you know, our group chat and I think we all basically are talking to each other all day, every day, basically. Um, that's awesome. that's so good. that definitely does help, you know, I mean, we're just like, we're just like a big family. And like, so we just like talking to each other about things that even aren't like band related. And I think it's a really cool organic way of us coming up with ideas of stuff to do because it will be like, Sam will say, oh my gosh, guys, look at this hilarious TikTok I just watched. And we're like, oh my God, that's so funny. And then it leads to like, what if we did this, but then we tried doing this, you know? And I think because we all are like so very different in like the kinds of things that we like, um, it really gives us like a lot of different ideas to pull from for sure. And like, I think everybody individually needs to be willing to do their part and in this group, everyone is. And I know that that's hard sometimes in some bands, um, especially when you're not in the same place and you can't like physically all get together. So it's kind of like if somebody has an idea, then, you know, and it requires each person contribute something to it. Everyone in this group is willing to do that. And I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great too. Communication is definitely key, especially when you do the group stuff for TikTok, like when Conor Devon did, uh, the smash brothers character choosing like, you know what I mean? like, it's awesome it, it's just those those ideas uh which is funny because i wanted to get my band to do that way back in the day and we just never went through with those like, you should still do it I, yeah you can I, I know i mean we're we're i'm in pa and they're new jersey there's no excuses so when you have conquer divide being literally in different parts of the world <laughs> so there's no different countries man that's a whole different ball game yeah because izzy's in the uk right no not anymore no not anymore oh okay no that's she cool. lives in michigan oh tight uk yeah. to michigan the great state of michigan what a, <laughs> what a trade up <laughs> when you guys write like do you um do you usually have a pretty finished product when you get into the writing stage and you're kind of introducing the idea or is it kind of like start as a riff or kind of like a drum pattern like how, how does it usually start out i would say it kind of there's a lot of things that happen before it gets to me specifically um you know i think kristen and izzy work like they live really close to each other and so they get together a lot and kind of come up with different ideas for guitar parts and then um by the time it gets to me it's pretty it's a pretty good like demo and then kristen and i will kind of go back and forth with like ideas of what we want the vocals to sound like. Um, Kristen is an absolutely phenomenal songwriter. And so 
like gen generally what happens when it comes to like writing the like at least my vocals um Kristen will send me something that's like oh I think for this melody we should just do like like da 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 and then we just go back and forth and then eventually it becomes chemicals and so at least for my my part of that oh my god my ring light is falling Oh my god. Oh my god. I hope that, that was, was like a beautiful okay. moment. Is that, okay? it just... that was so crazy. That's oh crazy. God. I hope you don't have ghosts in your So, anyways, phone. my thought still stands. By the time it gets to me, that's what happens. <laughs> By the time it gets to you, and then just a crash and everything, <laughs> just, everything oh falls apart. <laughs> That was so scary. I was scared for you. I thought your cat was still in the room. I was like, oh my God, like, no. Like, no, maybe there's a ghost. I don't know. I'm going to try to fix that really yeah, Take quick. your time. You can fix it for sure. Yeah, cool. so Sam, you're endorsed by uh, Sabian Symbols and you're also endorsed by um, Lost. What's this company called again? I can't Lost remember. Cabos. Yeah. Like, how do you go about those yeah. deals? Do you reach out to them personally or have like management get an opportunity to have a foot in the door? Like, how do you usually go about those opportunities? It's, I just meet a lot of people, I think. Um, Los Cabos happened because I had a friend, well, I have a friend who's on their roster, and I've got a couple, I mean, now I've got a ton of people I know who, who all endorse their sticks, but at the time I was touring with this Brazilian band called Nervosa, and so that band's really big in the thrash metal scene, and so my friend is like, hey, like, are you interested if I connect you with Los Cabos? They're really, really awesome. Have you tried their sticks? Do you like them? And so he put me in touch with, with the rep there. Um, Sabian, I reached, I actually reached out to total, total cold email. And nice. um, I, that, that was like my dream endorsement. I played their symbols my entire drumming career. So I was really, really stoked on that. And then Mapex came about because um, I like to go to NAM every year. So um, it was Los Cabos who said, hey, we're tight with Mapex. They're looking for more artists. Are you interested in setting up a meeting with them? So they got us together we met they were awesome we hit it off and that's how that happened so a lot of it had to do with like referrals but yeah i always just tell people if they're trying to get deals and whatnot like just try and meet as many people as possible and just be like a good representative in general i think your reputation matters they're looking for people who understand like the brand partnership and and that you're just like a nice cool person and you'll represent the brand well and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's all about uh, how you uh, you bring on the brand, like you just said. Um, you really want to present it in like a very refreshing way, like right off the bat. Um, like I know, I don't know if uh, Matt Halpern is endorsed by Mapex anymore. I don't know if he moves on to a different uh, drum company, but you know the uh, professionalism and the charismatic like personality that comes within the artist in itself is probably what 99 percent of these uh uh these companies who want to endorse artists look for uh, it is yeah. yeah it's not about you being the best player like you have to be good enough obviously to mm -hmm. like do do it at like a pro level but you don't need to be like an absolute like top of the game best musician ever it's more important that you represent um yourself well and that you know you're getting enough eyes on you that the brand thinks it's worth it and yeah but it's cool having these partnerships like somebody who really supports what you're doing and um yeah it's really cool
when you know now during these really unfortunate times a lot of people have to be very innovative and they have to be very creative uh to put social media content out there because live shows and touring is completely non-existent um how how do you usually come up with those ideas uh as a group or as individuals uh when going about um certain social certain social media content because a lot of it um from what i've seen for underground bands especially which is really nice to see them come up with uh engagement like it is through tiktok like tiktok has been taking off quite a little bit. crazy and it's cool that i see also cd and you personally say i'm on tiktok and then there's a bunch of underground bands that do the same thing so um what usually like how do you usually like spur out those ideas before creating the content in itself um i think like as a group it kind of goes back to like us all just like really enjoying different types of things on social media um i feel like i really struggle with coming up with ideas for like tiktok specifically you know um but i know like we had like before we even made our tiktok we kind of cranked out a lot of like youtube content which i feel like coming up with content for that is a little bit easier because there's our like YouTube's been around for so long that there's all kinds of things that people are doing that anyone can do, you know, like, I think we all really enjoyed like watching the segments of like celebrities reading mean tweets. And that's kind of where we came up with that idea for that video. Um, with TikToks, I don't, I don't know. My brain doesn't work that way. So I don't know how Sam comes up with all of these things that she's doing. I can't, I struggle so hard to think of, of good, like funny things to do on TikTok. I feel your pain on that so much. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm such a funny person, but then I like, but then I'm like, maybe I'm really not. Cause I can't think of anything funny to do on TikTok. I think you're like, you're just so funny, like spur of the moment, like your Twitch streams are so funny. And like, <laughs> I think that you like, that's almost like you're, you're like, what do you call it? Not like comfort zone, but like your time to shine. Like, I feel like people really get to see like your personality, but you're also just having a good time and just like narrating while you're like playing games or whatever. Yeah, just vibing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's And it doesn't feel forced like I feel like mm. there's definitely some stuff on TikTok or even YouTube that feels forced even if it's funny and it's good but it's very like scripted and it can be tough to capture stuff off the cuff when you're like man that that was so funny like I wish that someone had captured that for like someone had taken video of that but they didn't so it's tough. Do you, en do you enjoy having to have to rely on things like social media right now to be the driver of your brand and of your band and of your sound right now, because obviously you can't play live music. Does it, does it kind of feel frustrating or do you enjoy it? And that's obviously for both of you. Um, I think that's, I think that's kind of, a that's a tough question because like I, I enjoy social media, you know, I spend a lot of time, like a lot of my free time on social media. And I think it's, it is really a challenge to, when you do come up with something to kind of like find space in like in my life to make sure I can make those things happen, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I wish that we did have that extra aspect of live music to rely on because I think, I think with the, um, like the amount of content that we would be more required to put out would be lessened a little bit and it would feel like a little bit less pressure for sure. Um, 
but like I don't necessarily dislike it because I I just think like social media is fun and sometimes it's fun to just like get dressed up just to film something in my room, you know? (laughs) So people just don't realize the, the amount of energy it it takes and it consumes out of you to give people content. Like George has been finding that out obviously with how he's been doing the playlist and stuff. And even something where he's not talking, literally standing in front of a camera curating playlists, it takes a good chunk of your day up. I can't imagine like setting up like a drum kit and doing stuff like that. That must be a complete pain in the ass. (laughs) That's that's why I only do drum stuff when I'm like, I've set aside like a couple of hours or like a whole yeah. day, like, especially for TikTok, like I would love to do more drumming TikToks, but it's also like, I've got this whole rec- like filming setup now for YouTube. Um, but now because I've got like this black backdrop and like all this stuff and the, that like my camera, whenever I'm filming myself just from my regular phone, it looks like trash I think it looks really really bad so it's like now I feel like okay well then I have to get out like the cannon and put like all my lights on and blah 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 for it to look good and then like do all the post editing in like premiere and then it becomes like this big thing and it's not like a tiktok anymore it's like a youtube yeah. production right so but it, but, makes, yeah, your sk- it makes your skills better so what's that it's enhancing your skills though on the side oh. so there's that benefit oh yeah the, god the, forbid this ever happens again right. <laughs> well like one one silver lining of the whole pandemic thing, I think, has been forcing bands to really step up their social media game who didn't take it seriously before. And they kind of relied on, OK, well, the music will carry us like just like we've got music, we've got shows and that's kind of it. More of like the traditional approach. And it, that now it's like people are realizing how do we stay relevant when we can't play live? It's really difficult for for a lot of bands to be writing and recording even right now. So it's like, how do we keep our fan base or community like engaged and interested? So when live shows do come back that we've still got fans or people still think like we're still putting out fresh stuff. So I think that's been one, it's tough for sure, but I think it's really lit a fire under a lot of bands. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's from the content that I've seen like on TikTok and on Twitch, on YouTube and such, that's not really, not really too related to the original music that's being put out there but it's kind of like a step down from almost vlogging and like vlogging was pretty hot for a little bit and now like that's what people want they want to be in their these artists personal lives and feel somewhat of a deeper connection like i the only connection i have with anybody that on tiktok is i just share playlists and i suggest songs and then people yell at me like why is this not on the playlist i'm like i don't know like i'm just trying to <laughs> correlate everybody together i was like i have one minute to put maybe five bands, so I just did four. So I was like, I'll put four bands in a minute. Like, I could do a part two. That's fine. <laughs> like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Like, um, and it's crazy, dude. And Stu, some of the, but you're on more on the creative side, Sam, with like TikTok and such. Like the metronomes for drummers who are dead inside. That shit. Had me <laughs> like it's literally, so my my stomach was hurting from laughing so hard. Amazing, amazing. Um, Dude, it's, um, it's so good. That's the dark personality. That's who you are. You know what I mean? That's the... Yeah. Yeah, well, I was really scared to let that side of me, like, <laughs> be, be part of, like, my public persona. Like, it's part of the reason that, like, my TikTok, I don't say what bands I'm affiliated with. I don't say what, like, companies I'm affiliated with or who I work for. Like, I work for Drumeo, so I just didn't, you know, just in case someone sees something like, wow, that's depressing. Like, I don't want to associate this <laughs> depressing person with, with whatever, but 
I'm, I'm realizing that people actually don't mind that they, I just, I was overthinking it that it's okay to like be goofy and like people will still take you seriously as a musician, but they can see that like outside of music, you got a, this kind of personality or whatever. So I've definitely been letting loose more with like my cannibalism TikToks and like <laughs> weird, you know, the weird wow. stuff. <laughs> No, we need that dark, cruel humor, dude. I don't have much of that on my For You page, so please just don't stop. I haven't, and like I, like Zach said, I haven't said one word on TikTok besides I yes. talked about Kevin Lyman once. That was about it. And people were like, why is this person talking? Just keep suggesting music, sir. Keep suggesting music. I'm like, you know what? All right. I'll just, I'll just do that. Um, but yeah, that, and that's how people get creative. And the algorithm for TikTok is very strange. So I don't know. I mean, it's just... So- but you can expose a lot of talents. You can expose uh, a lot of personality behind it. Like, like going back to the TikTok thing. Like Sam, like you actually have a talent to imitate a crow, like to a team. Oh. So it's like that's incredible. I I forgot I could do that, and like I used to annoy the crap out of my family doing that as a kid. And then when I started following that the seagull girl, and I was like, she's amazing. And I'm just like, I'm gonna follow her because I want more seagull content. <laughs> and then I saw other people duetting that one where she's like yeah but can you do it and then i was like wait i can do a crow and i was like is it as good as i think it is so i'm just like and then yeah people are like wow that's really good i'm like all right more crow content it's more (laughs) crow content it's incredible because like i have a like like kia was saying earlier i don't know if it was off record or on the on, on the record but like you're not a fan of clowns like i don't like clowns either but i am terrified of birds I have way too many stories <laughs> where I have been personally attacked by all types of living birds. And if you want me to get into it, I can. Some people say it's a little like uh, over exaggerated or I'm being dramatic, but like <laughs> I have literally been attacked by so many types of birds. I don't know. All at the same time or like <laughs> different Over the cases. years. Like, <laughs> yeah, just at once. It all Is it started... like that movie? <laughs> yeah. oh, all the birds just about. banded together. <laughs> yeah, like screw this guy in particular <laughs> yeah seriously he knows he's vulnerable to us we can fly he can't get us if we're all the way up there <laughs> like, this is bullshit like we're gonna hurt like... his self-esteem while we're doing it <laughs> his face looks like he has a nest let's just cave let's leave him there. um literally cockatoos crows geese pelicans vultures pelicans what crows yeah oh you know when you're just casually walking on the boardwalk and this pelican won't let you pass them and then some lady that works for the environmental of like, you know, I guess like the beach, whatever. She's like, oh, it's okay. It's sick. I'm like, it's sick. It's trying to attack me. It won't <laughs> let me, it won't let me pass this. Like, it won't let me pass where my family's walking, uh, uh, you know, ahead of me. But like, come on. I'm like, it won't let me pass it. It's like parallel to where I'm trying to go around it. It was insane. George. And then, like, with an EPA lady. It's all good. And then you two need minutes to... later, oh, my yeah. mom's like feeding pelicans like with fish. I'm like, that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what you need to do is you need to make a TikTok where it's a horror movie trailer and it's called The Mark. And it's like, you have the mark. And for some reason, like, <laughs> when you walk around, like, you've been marked at birth for like, and like all the birds can, are the only species who can tell. <laughs> It's not the birds. It's just the government following me everywhere I go. That's basically yeah. what it is. That's Everyone knows birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah, <they> exactly. <laughs> and I think the only other time I had like a really bad encounter with a bird was a vulture coming, two of them coming out of a dumpster. And I was like, whoa, 
get back in there. I don't need to be anywhere near. Damn, they started chasing me. And I ran into this salon to get my hair cut when I used to have hair. And they're like, what's wrong? I was like, these vultures are chasing me. And they look out the window. Like, there's nothing there. Or not. Yeah, there's nothing there. And I'm like, I look like such a psychopath. And the vultures are out there just looking through the window like. Tapping <laughs> on the glass. Yeah. <laughs> they're following me home and shit. Oh, my God. No, but I just think it's I just think it's crazy that uh, TikTok is a really unique tool now for artists or anybody in general. Because like I'm addicted to those makeup, I'm addicted to those makeup tutorials. I love watching them like That's go through. I just appreciate the art. But, like, what everybody I love doing. makeup tutorials, so I totally I totally feel that. Who are some of your favorite um, artists that you know of, like Ralph? Like for me, for doing makeup? Yeah. Um, I, I usually watch Bailey Sarian on Mondays. Um, she does like, she does like where she talks about a true crime, um, instance, like a serial killer or something while she does her makeup. That's a genius idea. Yeah, they're really good. But otherwise I don't really have a specific person I watch. I just like going on like Instagram into, if I go to my explore page, it's like mostly makeup stuff. Mm. Um, and so like, I'll just scroll through and watch like the quick, like 30 second makeup looks and then try to figure out if I would be able to do them or not. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I'm just curious because like, I'm so foreign to that industry. So like, I would like, if you had anybody, I definitely want to check them out. Cause, uh, I, I could sit there and watch for hours. Uh, hours <laughs> I mean, you probably there. like, she's one of the biggest ones, but I've followed Nikki tutorials for years. And yeah. I, love I have her. watched a couple of hers before too. But on the social media part of things, uh, one of the, like to go back in conversation, uh, Kia, one of the videos that you talked about was kind of um, what is it, like the mean tweet you guys kind of <laughs> did like a segment off of that. Except in an unfortunate situation, a lot of them were like transphobic comments and a lot of sexism like involved in that. Like number one, if people don't think this doesn't exist, like that's a perfect example of it existing and you're just ignorant if you don't think that's something that shouldn't be uh talked about uh number two um how does anybody in this in conquer divide deal with it online or in person because that's pretty fucking tough to like tough of you girls to like take on that bullshit and you know yeah i mean i think you can tell from the video and the kind of reactions that we have to it that as much as it sucks we're really used to it Mm, that's um, frustrating. and it's it's exhausting to just constantly let stuff like that bother you and it's a lot easier to just be like haha you're an idiot like we don't we don't care you know um we've we've dealt with it like on tour um online so it's you know it's unfortunate but i think i enjoy making light of things that are kind of like upsetting to me, you know, laughing mm -hmm. at my trauma, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's like my kind of way of dealing with it. I also think if you let things like that affect you um, outwardly, you know, it kind of fuels people that that they're saying that because they want you to get upset. So if it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get upset, like you're a tool and I genuinely don't care about your opinion. Like one of the person, like one of the persons like, profile picture was a picture of a bear like right. you can't even use your face but you're gonna talk about mine like okay <laughs> <laughs> you're so anonymous you can't even like stand up and say this is who i am I yeah like if you're gonna if you're gonna like talk shit then like at least 
let me know who you are. Like, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was so much fun. And like, honestly, like I didn't even, I really didn't even think about like, holy shit, there is so much sexism in these comments until like I was watching it back. And like, I was reading the comments when we were like, when we premiered it live, we were like communicating with people as we were watching it. And someone said that. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm so used to it that I didn't even like realize like how, how big of a deal it really is, you know? And I think that, like you said, like that sucks that we're so used to it that it's like, Ah, you know, just an oh, another one of those. Eh, whatever, you know. <laughs> do you guys sucks. feel? Do you feel responsibility to kind of stand up for it? Because I, I would say it's safe to say that you're an example of like what women could do if they just stick together. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, let's be honest, being an all-female band, even in 2021, is not the easiest thing in the world to do, especially with the music that you guys are creating. Yeah, I think I think like. The responsibility that I feel mostly is that I feel like I need to show that women can support other women. And just because there's another band that has a female front woman, or if there is another band that's all girls that makes similar music to us, like in the same genre, there's no reason why we have to be like, oh, well, you guys are better than this band or you guys are worse than this band. Like we all are very different. And there's no reason why we can't support each other as women. And my my biggest thing is that I never want it to seem like I'm unsupportive of other women in music because I am very supportive of other women in <laughs> other music. And I don't think like, I mean, if you look at like Spirit Box, like when oh, we, I remember when we, when we toured with, um, with I Wrestled a Bear once when Courtney was still in that and I remember like getting ready in the bathroom and she came in and was like, I can't believe I get to get ready with other people. This is so exciting. You know? <laughs> and it was so much fun. Oh. And I think that when people look at women in music in all genres, they instantly think that there is some type of rivalry there. And it's really sad because like, with us at least there genuinely is not like we don't have conquer divide does not have a rivalry of any kind with any band mm-hmm. male or female so it's kind no of beef. that's like no a narrative beef. that people put out you know mm-hmm. one thing i find that people do more with um with women in music is the comparison thing like obviously there's always going to be people ranking their favorite male vocalists or their favorite rock band when you know on the list that rarely includes women anyway but i feel like there is an assumption like i never see people do it as much with with men where it's like okay but uh, i don't know they'll be like um courtney okay well she's the best um scream like female screamer in metal or whatever and then you'll see all these people arguing like there's only room for one and i feel like it like i'll i get message like as a drummer because there really aren't as many women drummers who play heavy music who are in like I don't know like bands that are active that mm-hmm. that you know that have more eyes on the band um like I'll get messages of people being like so what do you think about this drummer like they're looking for some kind of competition or like I don't know like here's this other female like metal drummer and she's really good like they're waiting for me to be like yeah but I could you know like yeah. I'm gonna compete with them and I'm like no like I <laughs> probably 90% of people I follow on Instagram are other female 
like metal or rock drummers because I get really stoked when I when I see those people. So I don't know. I'm just tired of it being like there's only room for one or there's only room for one all girl band in this genre and like that's it. I don't know why that is. I don't know why mm-hmm. that is either, and that just yeah, infuriates a- me. Um, I think the fact of it being a competition it makes no sense either because this is an art form that we put out there um, mm-hmm. that we want to create uh, entirely. So I, I don't know. People just want to categorize. People want to rank. I don't I don't see it. I ne- that, That's why I never liked those Battle of the Bands growing up when you're a teenager. Uh, and, so uh, stupid. Underground days. And it's like, why is this a competition? Like, why do we have to sell these many tickets to prove our worth um, when... I mean... I mean, I'd rather be compared with other musicians uh, in general than just yeah. other female musicians. Because to me, that's where the separation happens. It's like, it's like when you look at sports, I feel like in music, people are treating it like men's sports and women's sports. Like we're separate for whatever reason. Um, and we're, we can only compare the women to each other and we can only compare the men to each other. It's not mm-hmm. like, like Kia doesn't get compared to male vocalists. Like there's, there's I mean, Kia's got a great, like, high, like, you do a lot of, like, higher stuff that maybe a lot of men can't do, but there are men that can do that, so it's, like, or screamers, it's, like, why, why does, you know, Janelle only gets compared to women screamers a lot of the time, why is that, it's not, you know, or, like, me getting compared to other female drummers, like, they're not comparing me to drummers in general, they're, they're, Mm -hmm. 90% of the time, they're, like, well, how does this drummer stack up to other female drummers, it's never, like, how is this person as a musician, period, yeah. That's unfortunate because like obviously the vocal thing could be taken a different way from what I'm about to say, but when you're listening to audio, you can't tell who's behind the kit, who's behind the guitar, who's behind a bass. Mm-hmm. You'll never know. Mm-hmm. It all sounds the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. just it's ridiculous that people have to keep doing this even today, but it it's a, it just goes with like the trolling that you see on social media. And honestly, I it makes me feel better. When I just realized, I'm like, they must be dealing with something really bad themselves that I don't know about. And, you know, unfortunately, whatever they're doing to make me feel miserable, that's what they get out of the day and that's what they want to do. But, all right, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to me. That's like when I post this shit on TikTok of, like, collaborating with, like, like music suggestions you should do. I do alternative. Like, I just put alternative bands up, like. It just doesn't make They're sense. They're so toxic, right. even on that stuff. That should be like a collaborative thing where everybody just talks about what they like and people still have negative things to say. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy to it's crazy too, like how you were talking about you can't tell like who's behind the kit when you're listening to it. I think of that too, like when you think about like Janelle. And I've seen comments where people say, Oh, I don't like female screamers. You're gonna tell me that you heard Janelle say that, and you you were instantly like, "That's a girl." Right. Yeah. There's like, no way. Like, uh-huh. are you kidding me? I like, understand. What I it's like you would have liked it if you would if she would have told you that her name was I don't know what's a what's a J name for James. James, right? You're <laughs> telling James. me that if this if if she was like, "Oh yeah, my name's James. This is my scream," and then she did it, you would be like, "Oh, like it." But as soon as you find out it's Janelle, you're like, "Nope." Women can't scream. I don't like yep. that. It <laughs> really makes no sense. So insane. Yeah. Or like when they think, uh, like the people that would say the same thing about drums, for sure. They'd be like, no, women can't drum. And you're like, <laughs> have you seen YouTube? Like, <laughs> how long has YouTube been around? And how many female drummers are on YouTube showing that they kick ass? Like, yep. oh, yeah. I, I 
saw like on one of Sam's posts on Instagram, some guy commented that she only got where she was because of her looks. And Sam was like, you know that you're talking to the person in the picture. Like they didn't realize that Sam was like that the person they were telling, oh, this girl in this picture only got here because of her looks. And Sam was like, that's me. Like, are you an idiot? (laughs) (laughs) Are you dumb? And it's crazy. Like, it's crazy that it does feel like sometimes, oh, well, it's not because we're talented. It's because you're women. And like it and it doesn't even matter, like, because I don't think that like there's anything wrong with using sexuality to sell if that's what you enjoy. And men can do that, too. Right. And we don't do that. And we still get accused of doing it. Yeah, they, there's really no winning. It's like, like you can't win. No, you literally can't. <laughs> yeah, like if you're if you're cute and pe- or enough people like how you look, then they don't care about your music. And if they don't like how you look, or you're like too masculine for them as a woman, then like you, you're still gonna get comments on that. Like I feel like you, I don't know. I read I read comments on other female musicians' posts, and it's yeah, it's really one or the other. It's either you got where you are because you're cute, or um they just or they say well yeah but she looks like a man or something even if she's really good finding ways to uh ignorantly uh point out something that just has no logic to it like it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's always gonna happen you're absolutely right but um to bring back to a lighter note dude yeah courtney is killing with with a a spirit box um incredible uh yes. kia mm-hmm. you tore with them on the all-stars tour in 2015 right that was mm-hmm. yeah uh, oh, do you remember <laughs> a guy that worked for a skylight drive that was technically not their drum tech but was drum teching for them does that kind of like ring a bell like did you know drum teching happening at that time no okay um, no i i don't know dude i I feel like I have such a bad memory. I don't remember like anything from any <laughs> tour. <laughs> the only reason why I'm asking is because my friend Dan, he was on the podcast. He owns a apparel company. He told me this story where he was, I guess, the merch and uh, photographer for the tour for All Stars for Sky Drive. And he can't play drums, but he definitely set up their drums. And then he also detected like, all right, Brack Tom, Snare, Cymbal, now Full Kit. And he can't play Full Kit, and he embarrassed himself every day for like the entire tour. Like, he was just so, so bad. Sad. I was like, no way. I was like, I was like, CD's coming on soon. Like, dude, I got to ask them to see if they remembered your goofy ass behind that kit, like not knowing what you're doing. Like, I was really hoping for you to just be like, yeah, who the fuck was that guy? That dude was fucking nuts. Yeah. No, I think also if it was like during sound check, like I was probably get, like off doing my hair and makeup or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I'm just going to call him a liar now. So that's uh, talking. <laughs> no, don't call him a liar. No, I'm just like kidding. If you, would ask, if you would ask anyone else from the band, they'd be like, yeah, I remember, but I just don't fucking remember anything. <laughs> that's so funny i was like wow it's such a small world when like situations like when situations happen like that i just get super excited i was like damn like i, like, I wonder if they watch your goofy ass like really fuck up not knowing how to play drums he said they were laughing at him like he said there's footage out there he's like i he's like he owns the footage but he won't release it i'm like come on <laughs> i feel like um we had tamra as our drummer so I feel like if anyone, it might have been like Tamara, like, what is this guy doing? You know, but I can't even I can play drums on rock band, but not on expert, only on hard. So, like, if I would have seen it, I probably would have been like, yeah, he's good. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, maybe Sam would have noticed, like, 
I don't know. I don't think that's something I would have noticed because I know nothing about that stuff. That's so I would have cool. noticed if I was there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I would have yeah. noticed. I would have judged him immediately. I'm, I could have yeah. like walked by and heard it and been like, "Yeah, rock on, dude! <laughs> or killing Sam it!" Sam would have been like, "Boo! Get off the stage, you crumbum! What are you doing?" <laughs> You crumb yeah. Crumb <laughs> I don't know. That's I a just... Philly thing. That's a great clip if you've Crumbum. ever seen that one. There was like the, there was like this like like mafioso kind of mayor that we had back in the day. Like think of the most stereotypical, like just in deep with the mob kind of guy from South <laughs> Philly, right? And he was getting approached by reporters back in the eighties. So the like the the video technology's not great. He's getting approached. He's an older dude, and he tells this guy to get off his lawn. You call him a crumb bum, and we're like. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, dude, you're like built like a brick shit house. It's six foot six. And you call me <laughs> I don't even know what a crumb bum is. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what a crumb bum oh, okay. is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when Philly folks say John. It's just, uh, what is John? Like, that's one of my jokes. Like, this John, that John. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, that's like saying dude, right? Yeah, it's, like dudes. Anybody. I say, I call everybody a dude. I think I say that in my profile. I'm like, everybody's you, a dude to me. This could be John. Bruh. Bruh. That came from Keenan and Kel. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Um, is Arnie recordings? Uh, <laughs> going back to the cognitive vibe, excuse my uh, my outburst of random singing. Um, is Arnie recordings involved with the cognitive vibe anymore? Because I know they were bought out by Warner Music Group back in 2010. No. Okay. Just <laughs> Well, let's say that was way better than the uh, the congratulating you on an endorsement with a shirt company. So. <laughs> like who? <laughs> that was a much better reaction, even though it went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, like you said, they were bought out by Warner. They don't. Uh, I don't think, as far as I know, they're involved with anyone. I yeah. know. I mean, we are still in contact with some people that used to that we were in contact when they were still around before they were bought out so i mean we do still work with some of the same people that we used to work with oh, but not under the name of artery recordings okay yeah i was curious because i didn't know if they would still acquire the self-titled album yeah i don't know about that i don't know we were excited when we found out warner was was going to be buying them we were like yeah we're going to be on warner right and then they only kept like capture and slaves i think (laughs) like everybody (laughs) else get out of here you they literally picked the worst human being in our scene to be on their label no i'm not going to say his name we all know who we're talking about he's not (laughs) he's been in like four different successful bands and he's he sells macbooks for a living on the side but he doesn't really give them out he's just a liar um we toured with both of those bands um and that's that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, because Chelsea Grin and Attila were like one of the first two bands from Artery to really gain traction for the label. Yeah, I was just curious because like I didn't know like so Concord Divide's independent currently, but you're still working yes. with some of those professionals. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still working with Joey Sturgis for some upcoming tunes uh, in general? Absolutely, we that's are. So rad. That's so rad. <laughs> Um, I, I couldn't imagine working with anyone else. So, you know, if we end up doing more than what we've already done, I really hope it's Joey every time. Um, yeah, we're definitely 
working with him on everything that we have lined up right now. And I've asked uh, guests before in the past, um, do you consider him an extra member to the band with being a producer for Conquer Divide? You know what? I've never thought about it that way, but like, yeah, I guess I could see that because, you know, when we're in the studio and we're like, especially when I'm like recording my parts, he's, he's really good, which is why I don't want to work with anyone else. Right. He's really good about like letting me know what's working and what's not working. And and he's very honest. And so when I get like a, when he says like, holy shit, Kia, that was good. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, you think that was good? <laughs> you know, um, he always gives really good insight and like offers really good advice, especially about like changing little things that you wouldn't think to change. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, because we wor- we've worked with him on everything we've ever done, um, yeah, I could totally see him as being like our our invisible member. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I, I talk to a lot of bands that do say yes most of the times because it's not that they're dictating the music; it's that they're constructive criticism and then also um, just putting ideas out there for the artist to capture within that studio time, whether they can <laughs> use it or not. Um, I think that's incredible, and I always think I always tell like local and underground bands like please find that extra member as a producer yeah engineer because that's really going to help you grow and especially if you stick with them throughout the years like it the relationship just becomes a lot more um just a lot more appreciative through time yeah i love like my favorite thing is like he'll be like oh kia you know what you should do instead of doing this you should try doing this and then he'll try he like he can sing kind of you know and so he'll try to do it and then I'm like, oh, like this. And he's like, no, no, damn it. Like, I can't explain it. And he'll like pull out his phone and he's got like a little keyboard app on his phone and they'll like play notes on his phone. Oh, and they'd be oh, like, do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I have to sing that. It's so good. Like our, our studio relationship and our friendship is just so great. Like I don't, I can't imagine working with anyone else other than him. Like it's amazing working with him every single time. Um, and it's always so much fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's definitely our. I didn't know he sang either. That's pretty tight. Yeah, I mean he can carry a tune. You know, I mean he has a really good ear. So it would be kind of crazy if he couldn't. You know. Yeah, because Joey Sturgis just represents like the whole metalcore upbringing too. He's just he's been the goat since the beginning. So it's 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 very. It's very, like, I'm kind of jealous in a way that you get to work with someone like him for <laughs> the rest of your careers. It's, like, that's super, that's super fucking cool. Like, in general, like, there's, like we talked about earlier, um, there's a lot of ways that artists are trying to create other different types of social media for engagement and stuff. Um, like, usually features or usually uh, musicians going into other bands or such and such, like Howard Jones from Killswitch. He did a feature with them, with Jesse. Or Will Swan from Dance Gavin Dance. Um, he's in another band called Royal Coda. Do you think you're going to bring Life Without Water back? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, how do you know about that band? I'm just curious, that's all. <laughs> what? What? I haven't heard anybody mention that band since I was like 19. Um, Listen, we can't read our sources. Holy crap. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think there's any uh, any way that that band will come back. Um, <laughs> it's 
it's funny um when we had that band oh god i was like 17 or 18 and we had this like little fan base of these like i don't know like 14 15 year old girls and they called themselves lww core and it was like it, it was i don't know it was just it was fun and i don't know at the time i was really not a good drummer and i remember that the bass player in the band was a way better drummer than me and his main instrument was drums and i remember that when the band disbanded um uh, everyone else in the band reformed like a new band but with the basis on drums and i was like yeah good call that, that's, <laughs> a good call. that's fair <laughs> but I'm, I'm still in touch with actually most of those guys and uh one of the guitarists um we met up in montreal just like he was in town and we randomly met up but anyway yeah i i can't i don't know how much digging you did to find that band because <laughs> that was literally like end of high like end of high school band <laughs> MySpace days. Yada, yada. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. MySpace days. Yeah, my MySpace song was uh, some some song from The Poison from Bullet For My Valentine. I don't remember which one, but it could have been the whole album. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't miss I MySpace. Checked, I checked mine because it's still up, and I think I had like Shizm by Tool on there. <laughs> of I usually yeah. just had like whatever Fall Out Boy song was like really my jam at the time. Remember yeah. some MCR. Yes, I love <laughs> MCR. I think I played them live on TikTok last night for majority of the stream. Um, remember when Fall Out Boy was post hardcore and they actually streamed? That was a good yeah. Time. Yeah. Those were the knows. days. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Um. It doesn't matter who goes first, um, but uh, who have you been listening to recently um, that has really caught your ear and your attention, whether they're underground or um, they're they're uh, professionals? Um, I have been usually like just on repeat listening to Haley Williams' new album, um, "Flowers for Vases." I've been listening to that one basically nonstop, but it's really sad. So I had to take a break because I was really sad because of like I was singing her the songs stuff. all the time. Her deep cuts. Yeah. So yeah. like when one like one of the songs from her new album um, is called First Thing to Go. And I was stuck in my head for like a week straight and it makes me cry when I listen to it. So I was just basically like walking around like. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's um, healthy. So good. Um and then also I am obsessed with Chloe and Hallie um, and I have been for a very long time now and I can't stop listening to them. Um, they're like an, like an R&B group, I would say. Um, and Hallie Bailey, one of the sisters, is actually going to be playing The Little Mermaid in the live action Disney oh. movie version That's yeah her. so, so um yeah so I'm really excited for that um and then otherwise I just I don't know I struggle with like listening to new music I listen to the same things I've listened to like my whole my whole life basically um but yeah I've been doing mostly like Haley Williams Chloe and Hallie and of course Cardi B <laughs> yes, let's go <laughs> And Sam's will probably feel a little bit more relatable to you guys. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a really bad music fan. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, other than going, other than like, I'm so supportive of bands live. Like I love going to concerts, but when it comes to like discovering new music and like, wow, all these bands I like put out new albums this past year. And I'm like, wow, why haven't I not sat down and listened to them yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible. Even if I like, like when I would go to a show and I would like buy a CD and then I would just take it home. Like I would be like, okay, sweet. Yeah, I want to support the band. I want the new album. And I would never listen to it because I'm horrible. I'm horrible. And I would just, I would just experience all these new songs for the first time at all of their, their live shows. Like I'm such a live music person, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm my favorite sub subgenre is um, like Finnish mellow death. Okay. So. Um, like I've been That's I don't so know. specific. I know. I know. Well, it's just like I love Mellow Death, and I and all my favorite bands are from Finland. So I'm just like, all right, finish Mellow Death. So I don't know. I've been listening to like more. I don't know, like Insomnium. I love like Omnium Gatherum, Morris Principium S. Those are like all, like some of my favorite bands, and it's all the same kind of just like it's heavy with like screams, but beautiful like chord changes and. Insomnium just put out a new song. I listened to a bunch yesterday. And it's like, I don't know how many chord changes you can put in one song hmm. or key changes, but somehow they pull it off. Anyway, I don't know. And then other than that, it's just like, there's a couple people I follow a lot on social media. So when they put out a new song, I'm listening to it. Like, I don't know. I, I really like Doja Cat. And half of it is just because her personality is what drew me in. And then I was like, she's not just a regular, like, you know, pop, R&B, rap, whatever. Like, I just love this chick. So anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been checking out. Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm so bad at finding new stuff. So like, I have like, when I'm not listening to those like three, like th those three like female artists I named, I have like my own playlist I made on Spotify, which is called Bangover. And it's all of my like favorite, like, uh, like post hardcore like metalcore from like when I was in high school so basically the whole playlist is like all things that Joey Sturgis worked on in like <laughs> 2010 or whatever um because like like Sam said like I'd, I find something and like I'll be like oh I like that song I'm gonna check out this band later and I'll add it to my liked songs but then when I get in the car and it's time to like like listen to something I'm like I'm just gonna go with what I'm used to and then like yeah. asking Alexandria's like stand up and yes. scream is playing and I'm like oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so I just can't help myself no I don't blame you I mean that oh, that whole genre in itself is fantastic I, I think that's why <laughs> I was able to relate to the community that was that I have on TikTok is because I was like bands that we sincerely miss and that got brought out of context real quick because people were like, they're still around. I'm like playing one show a year in their hometowns, not still being around. But anyways, <laughs> so um, like I would put on like Life on Repeat or The Air I Breathe and they're like bands that like were out there and they were established, but they didn't really hit that tier of uh, mainstream, I guess if you want to call it like that. But people are like, oh, I miss those bands. And I'm like, nobody talks about them. I'm like, I know. Like, I just wish they Taylor Larson did Life on Repeat. I'm a fan of Taylor Larson's work, too. Um, would love to get in the studio with him. Uh, and before we close out, um, what um, is there anything that you can kind of, like, tease our way for possible new music or any kind of collabs or are we going to keep that a secret? Um, I, yeah, yeah, we... I think everyone knows we got together recently and um, and we're working on things. Um, so I 
will say we do have something coming out pretty soon here. And we also have um, someone featuring on one of our songs that will be released really soon, which I'm really fucking <laughs> excited for. <laughs> and awesome. I wish I could tell you because I can't fucking wait. And I'm so stoked. Um, but yeah, we do have some stuff coming out pretty soon here. I would say if everything if everything goes according to plan, hopefully something will be released around when this comes out, which would be nice. Okay, for sure. It's not set in stone, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to ask because I'm excited. Chemicals was such a banger. Also, Bad Guy, when I, rem- I remember like first hearing, oh, and I was like, yes, yeah. I did this cover. And the first immediate reaction, I was like, that breakdown is going to be sick. Yeah. So like, good. I, was, I, first... I was just waiting for it the whole time. I know. It's so good. I, I got first... so many people were so mad about the way I went, duh. And I'm like, what are you? Them. Why don't yeah, you I mean, like, like it? Like, how perfect. else can you do that? Like, when I when way. I recorded that part, actually, um, Joey was like, okay, we're going to record the duh part. And I was like, oh, okay, like, do you want me to do like how kind of how she does it? Or should I just go like, duh. And he was like, oh, that was perfect. And so they just literally took me asking, should I just go duh? And they just used that. Well, I remember when bad guy first came out, I'm like, I listened to the whole song. I thoroughly enjoyed Billy Eilish. But towards the end, I was like, ooh. A metal band, a metalcore band. Oh. I don't care. Somebody needs to cover this song. It was on song. a T. Somebody to... just had to hit it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And Izzy kind of did that like pitch harmonic, whatever that was, that effect for the guitar. I was like, woo! It makes <laughs> so me feel good. Dude, kind of... it's so good. But um, I was really stoked when uh, the band announced its return from a hiatus. Um, I'm super stoked for every single one of you. Uh, really looking forward to what uh, is for the future for Conquer Divide and all the content that will be coming out soon so um i i personally appreciate both of you coming on taking the time and thank you everybody staying safe and healthy out there thank you so much thanks